0: Welcome to the Holistic Wealth Podcast, and I'm your host, Keisha Blair, and today I have a special, special guest with me. It's Kelly Rutherford, and Kelly needs no introduction, but I will just celebrate her achievements by letting you know what she's achieved over this iconic career that spans three decades. So Kelly has played iconic roles, such as Lily Vander Woodson on Gossip Girl, and Megan Lewis on Melrose Place. She is known for her television roles, such as Sam Whitmore on Generations, as well as other iconic appearances, such as on one of my favorite series, Jane the Virgin, and so many others. Kelly is an advocate of multiple women's and children's charities, including Step Up Women's Network and Healthy Child, Healthy World and she is currently a member of the Board of Directors for Free Arts New York. Kelly, welcome to the show. We're we're so excited to have you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're most welcome. And so now that I've basically introduced you and your iconic career, can you tell us how you got into acting And how you knew it was your purpose and calling?
1: There were a lot of things that I was interested in. And it just seemed like the one thing that it would continually interest me and I could sort of continue to to learn. You know, it was one of those things, not that you don't learn in every business. But for me, all
0: the things that I was sort of interested in, it made sense. So Kelly, any advice for those listening in? And how to find their purpose in life, especially throughout this pandemic, you know, when people have lost so many jobs and people are wondering what their next move is and people are wondering, what's my purpose? Do you have any advice in terms of how you found yours and how others can find theirs? Yes.
1: It's really, I think if you make a list of the things that you love, it really helps. I mean, I think so much of the time we're focused on other things instead of really, really, really focusing on uh, what we love and who we like to work with and the things that we like to do. I mean, if you were to say, what do I wish I could do and be paid for? Right. What sort of business would I start? I always joke around saying, I wish I could be paid to putter because I putter around <laughs> and futz around all day long. Right. Like I'm right. always like puttering and organizing and doing this and it's, you know, I'm sort of joking, but it's also just something I love to do. Right. So yes. any, anything that, you really love to do that you focus on, you will align with. So I think this has been a really interesting time for most people to sort of get quiet, think about what's working and what's not working in their life, right? So there's opportunity in it as well to refocus.
0: Absolutely. And of course, I have to ask about Gossip Girl, just an amazing, what were your f- favorite moments in the show and were there standout times for you on the set when you were just excited about the role and the whole feel of it?
1: Yeah, it was such a gift to be a new mother and also be playing a mother on Gossip Girl and everything I loved. I loved the fashion. I loved the relationships that they wrote for us, that the parents weren't perfect and they were still figuring it out along with the kids. And it was very human in that way. And and to be able to see that playing out at the same time. Was great. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved filming in New York City and it was such a nice cast of people. I loved, I just loved the way the writers wrote the characters and the relationships with humor and humility and fun and outrageousness at the same time. I thought it was very real. I think a lot of parents watched with their kids, which was cool.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I loved it as well. I feel like I've watched you on Melrose Place, I've watched you on Jane the Virgin, on Dynasty, and of course on Gossip Girls. So for me, I feel like I'm talking to you and I and I and I know you so much. So I'm just wondering because so many women, especially moms, because I remember the days of of juggling work with being a new mom and even breastfeeding. And I remember that you were breastfeeding while shooting Gossip Girls. How did you juggle that and show up every day to be your best and put your best game forward? Was that hard?
1: Yeah, it was a lot. I used to go to work and I would worry about certain things. And then what happened was I had kids and I was breastfeeding and doing everything as naturally as I could. That's just what made sense to me growing up just to sort of stay aligned with nature we all do what we do and what we have the bandwidth to do as mothers, you know, and I respect all of that. But for me, it was important to do that, at least do my best to be aligned with nature. Yes. You know? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I was doing that and working at the same time. And it was it was a lot to juggle. I mean, it really became where being in my dressing room and, and having a moment to myself became my escape in a way or for my Whereas it used to be, I'd sit there and be like, oh my gosh, you know, and stressed and worried about my lines. And yeah. <laughs> when you're younger, you, you have the time to worry about other things. And, yeah. and what happens is as other things become a priority in your life as well, like children, you don't stress about all the little things you used to stress about. You actually just enjoy them. You think, okay, I'm here. And I think it made me more present in a way because I kind of had to be With my kids when I was with my kids and had to focus at work when I was Mm -hmm. at work, I had to focus, you know, because I wouldn't have had, let's say all the extra time to prepare at home. I was with my kids. So I'd be hyper focused at work in terms of preparing as I went. So it was interesting. It definitely shifts your perspective. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. It does. And I know that you love spending time in nature as well. And I know with COVID-19, so many of us have been just at home. Have you gotten a chance to spend time in nature at all recently?
1: I have two dogs. So I get up in the morning and walk with them. And, you know, I was living in New York City for a long time now. I'm in LA for a while, but There's so much more nature here, you know, Mm -hmm. know, places to hike and get out and and walk around. I should do more of it, actually. I've just been super busy, but I do love to hike and be in nature for sure.
0: I do, too. It's one of the ways that I clear my mind from mindfulness, which is my next question, because I know that you you try to practice gratitude and mindfulness. And it's one of the things I want to ask you about in terms of your daily life? How do you build that in, especially during, you know, like a stressful time, like COVID-19, where so many of us are just worried about our health and our family members? How, how do you build in that?
1: The thing is, we can't control everything, right? The only thing we can control is, is how we respond and our thoughts. And the thing that I found useful is just to try to find a neutral space so that you can be objective. And anything that is a distraction, just try to eliminate. We overcomplicate things sometimes, myself included. Right. Instead of simplifying our lives. And I think, you know, we have to look at how many ways in which we can simplify our life and make all day a meditation. How we do that is we turn off the TV and we turn off all the news and the magazine. You know, there's just so much information out there that we're not listening to our own information that's trying to come through and guide us and tell us the next step and learning to trust ourselves. So we're trusting all these outside sources So the thing is to do your best to eliminate, like, I don't particularly, I never turn on my television. It's not even plugged in. And I don't listen to really music. I, you know, if I'm in the car a little bit, I will, or I'll put on a meditation mix that I listen to. But other than that, a lot of those things, sound information, take you away from your own intel. And so you know, mindfulness, I almost think it's the opposite. I almost think we need to stop filling our mind with all this stuff and find a neutral place and an alkaline place and an alignment with our own home frequency. And that frequency will, I always say most of the time, it just feels like love, like pure love, you know, like unconditional love is, yeah. whatever that is for you Yeah. is your home frequency.
0: Those are amazing words. It reminds me of a previous podcast episode that I had, she spoke about manifesting abundance. And that's exactly what she said about getting into this state where you block out everything and focus. And I know that you've done vision boards and you talk about positivity and positive thinking. And a lot of what you're saying reminds me of that. Do you think the act of creating the vision boards and really thinking about what we want and meditating on that. Do you think that's useful? How has it been for you in the past when you've done your vision boarding? Like, do you have any tips for listeners and and how it may help?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's different for everyone, right? Some people may respond to a vision board. Other people may, re- may enjoy writing affirmations or writing, you know, lists of what is abundant in your life. I used to, to do this exercise that I just assumed I had everything already. Like, what if I have everything that I want, mm-hmm. material love, you know, material things, let's say, or the, the loving relationship. So the thing is to to create this ideal world for yourself and then just sort of assume you already have it. So within your being, right. your body doesn't know the difference, right? right? So the frequency you're giving out is very different. So you want to align with whatever that thing is that you want by being it, by, by saying, okay, who am I if I have all these things? And I have this great relationship and I'm being creative and I, I'm in perfect health and I don't have to, you know, if I'm not worried about all this stuff, who am I? Because so much of who we are is all of that stuff, right? Right. And it takes up so much of our time and energy. and, And it's really a distraction from who we really are. Because if in the, what if we have all these things, your body gets calm, your nervous system calms down you're relaxed. You think, oh good, I'm not striving for anything. Nothing's lacking. And that's the place you want to be when you're creating is nothing is lacking. You're not striving. There's nothing to strive for or attain, right? So it all ends the same way here on earth, supposedly, you know, where we go from here. I believe we go back to love. We come from love and we go back to love and we're having this human experience. And we are learning about polarity here on this planet and choosing between these polarities. That's why I say it's so nice to be able to find this neutral place to yeah. create from. And its I always say it sounds boring, but neutral is sort of where
0: you're aligned and you're really seeing things for what they are. It's just amazing hearing you speak and the wisdom. And you know, Kelly, like as you're speaking, my mind was thinking about Hollywood when you spoke about the distractions and your career spans decades in Hollywood. And that's a place with so many distractions. How did you manage to to kind of block all of that out to basically achieve the things you're talking about in terms of blocking out the distractions.
1: I think that the sooner we learn that we can't please everyone, that we can't be at the whims of everyone all day long. You know, you have to really decide in the time you're a kid, you know, I'm not gonna be at the whims of what all these other kids are doing and saying and being, because they're just probably reacting to what their parents are doing at home or what a TV show that they saw. We're all responding to the intel that we. we're given right so Mm -hmm. the key is not to be at the whims of things and to really cultivate your own person and who you are and what you love and by focusing on what you love and expanding that you feel more comfortable being you like you know if you know what you love you know what you want to do then it doesn't really matter what other people are doing. You will align with Mm -hmm. the people that are interested in doing the same things you are. And I I think Hollywood is a a thing. It's definitely a thing. I've worked in L.A. and and all over, you know, many different cities and New York and whatever. But I
0: Mm -hmm. haven't really
1: been in the scene too much. When I was younger, I was because I was starting out and going out to different events and things. But then it becomes about like work, right? You're going to an event because you're there to promote your show or you're there to do something. And I would always just go home after that and travel mm-hmm. or do other things. I was really interested in the world outside of Hollywood. Cause I think as an actress, you know, you bring so much more to the party right. when you're living a life outside of Hollywood in a way, mm-hmm. because it's what you're bringing is more interesting and real by just living your normal life, you know, and meeting people outside of Hollywood that do different things than you do and so most of the people I know are, a lot of the people I know are, are mm-hmm. you know, may, may be connected in some way, but they definitely have careers that aren't based in necessarily in Hollywood for sure. So I just found it more satisfying for me because after a while, it's like anything, I guess if you're an executive and you do perfume, you know, you're, yeah. oh, you know, you, you you're interested in what other people do. That's all. I think for me, it just became about, this is great. I love this. I love mm-hmm. my business. I love my people in the business there comes a point where you're interested in what the rest of the world is up to, you know,
0: what other people do. No, for sure. And I'm just wondering if there's, anyone, any other actors out there who have been like a key influence on your career? Because you started out in the business quite young and had this amazing career that spanned three decades. And I'm just kind of wondering about the influences, you know, people who you thought were just major influences and impacted your career. Just wondering about a few of those. Just wondering if you could tell us about a few of those or one person, if it's one person.
1: Yeah, there were so many. I mean, there were many actresses. There's so many, you know, I mean, there. Were, I loved like And Deneuve and Grace Kelly. And, you know, that those are the films that I was watching at the time Mm because I started, what, 30 years ago. And so there were great actresses, obviously, like Susan Sarandon and Meryl Streep and all those fabulous women that sort of led the way. But I was interested in in women in general, like Martha Graham, who yep. was a dancer. And I would read biographies of women that I thought were fascinating. And spiritual women, you know, I love the women that were spiritual. There was a wonderful artist named Beatrice Wood, who was a ceramicist. She hung out in Paris and then like at 50 decided to become a ceramicist and became very famous for being a ceramicist. But she, she went and studied with like Krishnamurti and all those people. So
0: there's a variety of women. No, I'm sure. And so many talented women in the business too who've impacted film in general. In my book, Holistic Wealth, I talk about, as you know, as widowed at a young age, just eight weeks after I gave birth to my second child. And so in the book, I had this line about the art of recovery from disruption. And it's talking about like basically how we get over these life altering setbacks. And I feel like you've mastered that art. You've overcome some challenges in your life. And I think that you've taken the view basically that your life is so much greater in terms of your impact on humanity than, let's say, any one struggle or any one challenge. And for those of us who've been through those types of setbacks I think that's the point that we reached to at, at some point after we've gone through the challenges and the pain and the grief. But can you tell us how you overcame those challenges that you faced in your own life, especially your your challenges with what happened with your kids? And that must have been, of course, for a mother, the most painful thing. So I'm just wondering if you can tell us a bit of what that process was like for you and how you came through that.
1: I think a lot of it is, again, focus, right? Because I think, once you're over the shock of it which is I think what most of us feel initially I don't know, at least that's what I felt initially was just that it was even possible that that could even happen was just so beyond my scope of belief which I think is what most of us feel in the moment when something's happening that we're we feel so out of control with whatever it is whether it's our health and whether it's personal things our family things our financial things and so I think once I was over the initial shock yeah it was you know it broke my heart really I mean when you have your Heartbroken on any capacity, it takes time to recover mm-hmm. and heal. No, yeah, for sure. What helped me a lot was getting over any blame or being the victim. So, those two things are really what keep us stuck or what were keeping me kind of stuck, I felt, was feeling like I was a victim of this situation or the system or whatever it was that, you know, and blaming, mm-hmm. even though I was justified on both counts. I mean, nobody would have argued with me <laughs> if I said, I'm blaming these right. people and I'm, I'm a victim of this situation, I wouldn't have gotten an argument. But for me personally, the only thing that started to make sense was how do I get my power back as a human being, as just a person. And how can I be there for my children? I mean, so it was about, it became about love. And empowering myself with another mindset that wasn't blame and victim. It was like, well, what does it look like? And most of that came from the energy of love, which is why I talk about it so much. Yeah, Because it's the most healing energy that I know of uh, that I can find or that I've found. Yeah, It just became, look, I love my kids. And however I can show up for them, I will. Even if I show up and I'm a mess and I'm crying, or I show up and I'm, you know, have $2 in my pocket, or I show up and I'm not sure, Mm -hmm. you know, you just have to keep showing up and letting them know that all you want is to show up for them the best way you can. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know, when you're honest, it's like they receive it differently, you know, and, and I was able to be honest and emotionally honest. Yeah. And also I would ask them, how can I be the best mom? for Like, how can I under these circumstances be the best for you? Mm -hmm. And I, and it became a, how do I stay healthy? You know? And so that when this at some point is hopefully resolved, right. When I was in the midst of it, that I'm going to be healthy, mentally, physically, spiritually healthy for my children so that I can watch them grow <laughs> up. So these all became factors in all of it, but it's almost like you have to step away from when you can, that doesn't mean you don't have your pity parties and yes. there, which are justified. It just means that most of the time you're thinking, okay, what can I be grateful for? What can I be grateful for in all of this? What can I appreciate in all of this? What can I look for that's good? And that's when mm-hmm. things started to shift too, when I stopped resisting it and fighting it and going up against it and looking at all this, the bad stuff that I felt was going on or the negative stuff and refocus, I wouldn't allow myself to talk about it anymore. And that started changing it too, you know, or when I did talk about it, I talked about anything I could find that was an
0: upside. Yeah, absolutely. i Felt every word because it's so true after the initial shock, then it's getting through it and then switching the mindset and realizing, which is so funny, Kelly, what you said, because realizing that it's about your spiritual health and your physical and emotional health which is so much of what holistic wealth is about and what I realized myself too. And so with the travel restrictions, Kelly and COVID-19, have you been able to to see them a lot? Has that been scaled down a bit more just because of what we're going through?
1: I was just there for six weeks and it was amazing. And yeah, you know, I think we all have found our, our place. Do you know what I mean? I think there's, there's still a lot of healing that over, like all of us, you know, I don't know anyone's childhood that they don't, they don't have to recover from a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even if it's perfect, right. Even if it's perfect. Um, maybe even more if it's perfect. I don't know. So life is a process we're brought up in, in this, with these ideas of things and sort of told certain things and we, have to find it ourselves you know and i'm really for us each seeing each other as divine and looking for the good in each person and looking for the good in each situation because that's what shifts a a human collective that's what's going to shift
0: our consciousness
1: because we we judge and we're quick to find things to fault each other. And it's like, if you're a child and your, your parent does that, you don't listen to yourself and you're not sure what's what anymore, you know? And so I think we're all feeling like a real need to, to be seen and heard and loved and, and being able to, there's room for mistakes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're all fumbling and figuring it out and none of us are going to have all the answers or say it right all the time or do it right all the time and, but i find that the more we acknowledge when we do each of us mm-hmm. that things get better you know and we rise we rise together so we're now given this this time to realize how much going forward i think we are going to need each other yes. in a way that's very authentic that's becoming golden you know our people that are coming from an authentic place and and a loving place Mm And it's about money, yes but if we're doing what we love and finding things we love and connecting up with what we love, we prosper. And we all do. to win-win.
0: Absolutely. Just switching gears a bit. Like I know you have your own jewelry line and I've been interviewing so many female entrepreneurs. And so I wanted to hear a bit more about how that's going and how it got started.
1: I'm not really doing much with the jewelry anymore. I, I started it God, years and years ago just with a friend and then she kind of didn't want to do it. She wanted to do her own thing. So I kind of continued to do it. And it started out as this like mother, daughter, very affordable gold jewelry, hearts and stars and moons. So I still have some of the jewelry. So I'll do private events here and there, but I'm not really doing it on a, a large scale. So I wouldn't say it's a, a business of mine per se, but I am, I am coming on now mm-hmm. and getting more into business in the sense that I'm Being a creative director, if there's something I'm working on now, which is really fun and developing something else within our business to connect film with fashion and art and all these things. So I'm taking basically all my interests and the things I love and creating with that in terms of business now, which is really interesting to me.
0: Yeah, no, that's amazing. That sounds amazing. And so is there anything else on the horizon that's coming up that you can tell fans about uh, what to look out for? Yeah, what they can keep an eye open for? I know you just mentioned that project. Is there anything else? Yeah,
1: well, in terms of acting, I don't know what's going to happen now everyone's just kind of I mean there are productions that are up and running but I think I'm open to doing that as well I just think right now it's a bit funky you know so I have just started with these young guys on this this new endeavor it's a streaming service and to put really cool, authentic content on, it's going to be really fun. And there's a podcast and these original series that we could stream. So it, that's kind of more in the direction I'm moving and, and really loving creatively and sort of using all my resources and in a different way, you know. So that's, I think, an, a natural progression, you know, is to be more in the directing side of things, maybe whether it's in uh, for a business or around the film medium as well.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And Kelly, just to wrap up, I just wanted to see if for your fans listening, if there are any last words, I know it's been a tough time for everyone dealing with COVID-19 and being on lockdown and, and not seeing family and friends. Some people have actually lost family members too. And I'm just wondering before we leave, if you have any parting words of wisdom to the audience.
1: I think the simplest thing and the easiest thing is is well it's two things. It's one I always say just keep love in your heart. I mean, if you can do that, it's huge, you know, and compassion and love for yourself, love for others, patience with yourself, patience with others. And also just do your best. I'm hearing a lot, everyone's quite overwhelmed. And I think the thing is all we can do each day is have a day and get up, have our coffee, our tea, our whatever, our juice, and have a day and really just do the best we can do that day. And that's it. If you can go to sleep at night and say, you know what? I did the best I could today, whether I got it all done, I didn't get it all done, whether it was done perfectly. There's so many changes going on. There's homeschooling going on. There's zoom meetings going on. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are, There's so much, there's so many things. There's so many moving parts and changes going on. And I don't know that this is going to be like over tomorrow. So yeah. just for longevity of our energy. And it's also like, where are you putting your energy? energy, you know, it's like, how do we get centered? How do we raise our consciousness? This mm-hmm. is what's important now is our level of consciousness. So sovereignty, consciousness, love, and just saying, you know what? We never get it all done. That to-do list, we're just going to keep adding to it. And that's what we realize. So today, just do what you can. And with love in your heart the, to the best of your ability. That's that's what we can do. That's what we can control, mm-hmm.
0: right? Absolutely. Wise words. So thank you so much, for being here. You are indeed a gift to the world. Your positive message of love and hope will inspire millions around the world, regardless of what life altering setbacks we go through. I think you're a great proof, actually that we're really here to impact the lives of others. And as you mentioned, through love and through our daily lives, just focusing on that and getting to that level of consciousness, which is amazing. And so I want to end with that. And thank you so sincerely for joining us on the program today, Kelly. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Keisha. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: I feel the same about you. Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice to hear. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Holistic Wealth with Keisha Blair. Make sure to visit our website, keishablair.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you will never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Are you a member of the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If not... What are you waiting for? Go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to choose your membership plan and join. As a member, you get so many perks free worksheets, advice, coaching, and a member's workshop to design an intentionally designed life. You need to figure out your life purpose? Take the Build Your Life Purpose Portfolio online self paced course. You're struggling with all your money decisions? Take the free financial identities quiz and then take the course. You recently had a breakup, job loss, or experienced the death of a loved one? Take the holistic healing course. You need an overall plan to achieve holistic wealth? We will help you figure out your holistic wealth blueprint. And of course, if you want to start making money by helping others achieve holistic wealth, become a certified holistic wealth consultant. Regardless of what career you've got, the institute will show you how to increase your income and walk in your purpose. The sooner you join, the sooner you start to achieve a more holistically wealthy lifestyle. And you're going to want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning, best-selling Holistic Wealth, 32 Life Lessons to Help You Find Purpose, prosperity and happiness.